This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to another monthly wonderful episode of Bells with Books. Of course, I could sit here and talk to you all day long. Probably not recommended for both my voice and your entertainment. So what I will do is bring on host, one of my very best friends, Bianca. Hello! She's sticking to it, boys and girls. If you are new here, Bianca pledged to me one day that she was always going to use the Mrs. Doubtfire voice, and she has not let me down. We're not letting 2023 break the promises for Bianca. We'll talk a little bit well, later about how other stuff's getting broken, but not this promise. We are 15 days in, boys and girls, and we have a lot to dish about that has gone wrong already in the book world. People have gone bonkers. Since you guys are all book lovers. Uh, beyond bonkers, yes. It's like we are all mad here. <laughs> um if you're a book lover, you probably know where we're going to go with this, but it's been a minute since you've heard our voices together um, and talk books in general. Of course, Bianca and I talk pretty much daily, but as far as podcasting, we haven't recorded since like the very beginning. So it's been over a month. How has you, how have you been? Like you're reading, like how things going? It's honestly been pretty good. I had almost a full month off of work, and I just used that to my advantage. I know you're probably thinking, a whole month off? Like, I, I'm i not going to disclose where I work just because stalkers and the internet and all that. But I work right. in a place that allows me to, like, basically at, in the middle of December – if we are not necessarily needed, they're like, you can go home. So I took advantage of that. <laughs> and I didn't have See, to go back too. till January 5th. <laughs> I would too. You like needing help or doing anything, they're all gone. So there's no reason for you to be there. Um, but I've said this to you before, like if I didn't go to work for a whole month, single soldiers um, or soldiers that are currently stationed where I am um, alone without their family, that don't know how to cook would probably starve probably unless they went to the chow hall every day which you could do but yeah like those DiGiorno's don't go home you know <laughs> they're gonna starve I'm just saying no all my people have gone <laughs> home after like December 7th so they're like bye right I'm like, okay see you next say, year I literally remember, I don't remember really anything happening in college after like the first week of December yeah, no, everyone takes their finals and they're like, bye. Like, I have one of my one of my grad students is from Egypt and he was like, I'm going home. I was like, home, home. He was like, yeah, I was like, have a great time. Please make sure you can get back in the country come January 2nd, please. Thank you. Oh, I mean, yeah, getting in and out of the country isn't so bad unless you're going to specific countries right now. Those are <laughs> like very few. Very few. Well, that's back when they were having so. um, flight issues. So, well, that's if you choose Southwest. Since you're going to eat, stay safe. <laughs> we just take all precautions. Maybe, yeah, that was. Yeah, that Southwest was a little, little sketchy for a moment. But I mean, I guess 
book with you. Who cares that your flight got canceled and you got laid over? I mean, probably your piggy bank, but you yeah. Know. <laughs> well, how about you, um, Miranda? So how was your holiday season? It was busy. It was busy, busy, busy. Uh, I just felt busy. Recently felt busy. So when Christmas came around, we kind of we just stayed home and we were like, "You're welcome to come see us, but uh, this is where we are in our pajamas." Stay. That sounds amazing. Though. So that was nice. I That's hope nice. to one day be able to do that for Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's really easy. You just say, "We are our own family now, and this is what we're doing." <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we do that for Thanksgiving. So we did that for both. <laughs> yeah, but you're in another fair, country. In <laughs> you're on a whole other right. continent. So, like, I what I will say. That is true. But what I will say is um, many years ago, I think Caden was about four years old. Um, And I now know my mother listens to us. So, Mm -hmm. hi, mom. Um, (laughs) But it doesn't matter. She knows. So when Caden was about four years old, he came to Alabama literally just a couple weeks after his first birthday. Um, And he was about four years old. And I think we were driving home from Tennessee, Kentucky area where all of our family is. Um, they're all like Illinois, Tennessee, Kentucky. So going down like a string. And there was this toy he had gotten because Fisher Price Little People was huge. So maybe he was like three. And he had gotten this plastic. But for whatever reason, inside the box, when we were hitting, every time we would hit like a small bump on the road or anything, it would go, A is for alligator. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> And Caden slept through the whole thing. Literally. Every, and we tried to like, it was Tetris. The whole back end was Tetris in, in such a way. Because once you have a kid, if you travel, like there's a bunch of crap you got to take with you. Half of them. Stuff that you've got to take back, right? And I think after the 30th A is for alligator, chomp, chomp, chomp. My husband and I. And we said, we're staying home next year. <laughs> We're staying home next year. So we did. When the next year rolled, he said, um, hey, we have the grandkid and he's four and traveling with him is. Sometimes. So how about we're going to stay down here for Christmas? And if you guys want to come to us, the more the merrier. Which it sounds like that alligator is like the alphabet version of the count. One. Ah, ah. Two ah ah. Paul Caden used to call him ah ah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had ah ah shoes. He had these. Has a deal with, I think they still do with Sesame Street, and they have like uh, Count, Elmo, Big Bird, and he liked the ah ah ones. So we had ah ah shoes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my son is rolling up on 17, is probably like, oh my God. <laughs> mom don't tell stories about me i can hear him from the two floors up because i record in the i've been recording in the basement tonight i can i can hear the eye roll into the back of his head uh. <laughs> <laughs> no but that's what we did and we decided and then it also became a thing because then the next year thanksgiving rolled around and we looked at each other and we were like well we don't want to not do thanksgiving so that's when as you know we became like the friendsgiving house and Every year we had, and it just grew exponentially to where I think the last one we did um, was the one prior to COVID. Um, um, 
And I did that when actually Jerry was in Slovakia. He wasn't able to make it home because he had, um, once he got into the country, he had to wait for his residency card to be able to leave it. So he barely got it to even come home in that year in time for Christmas. But um, I think the last one I did, we topped out at 15 folks, but we've had as high as 22. But yeah, we became the Friendsgiving home. So then it just kind of kind of came thing. So yeah, eventually you just have to look at everybody and be like, this is our new tradition. Pew, pew, pew. Finger guns, I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> So. You know, we did, I counted, we did four houses in two days for Christmas. And see, that was, that's, we were doing the same thing when we would drive home because, like, my parents are divorced. Um, my grandparents are divorced. <laughs> like, ah. Well, see, we didn't even hit all the family. We basically said, if y'all aren't at these four places, we're, you're not going to see us. See, we had tried that. I think that's what finally broke us, was not just AS, Ailey for sure, alligator was, like, the final straw <laughs> <laughs> that would have been but my first straw we used to do the same and we'd go and finally we would finally like that last year we were home we were like we're gonna be in these two places and you will come to those two places period we made an exception for my dad um because he was a police officer and a detective and a lot of times that meant he was like on patrol or on you know call or whatever and so we would make an exception for him um because that's of a hard one to be like, well, you can't come here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, my mom didn't want to allow him to come to dinner at my grandmother's house because that's awkward. But, you know, so, yeah, we finally were like, we were coming to these two places. If you can't be here or aren't willing to make, like, additional, like, arrangements, like, oh, hey, I know that I can't come to either of those two things, but before you leave town, would you like to have breakfast with me or something? Um so, yeah, that and then the the story I told you guys, we were like, you know what? <laughs> they can drive the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But, yeah, so I and I'm enjoying these, like, now that he's older, we just kind of stay home. We just do, do, we just do our own thing. It's fantastic. I'm getting old. I love that okay? for you. I love that for you. It will happen for you, I promise. I will say it was nice for Thanksgiving, so. Yeah, there you go. You had a wonderful Friendsgiving. That was fantastic. Um, So I wanted to ask you, because when we finished last time, we talked about our reading goals and if we had met them. But the fact was there was like three more weeks left in that. So I want to quickly ask, we won't hash out like what books you read, but for your 2022, what was the goal set and what was the number you ended up reaching and then go ahead and tell me what is your new goal for 2023 on your reading and before you answer that though I want to let everyone know you and I are not people that do new year's resolutions we don't we've talked about this privately no no I never it's too long time ago especially when I was younger because I thought that's what everyone did I thought that's what you were supposed to do it seems like when I set resolutions or things like that in particular I never follow through. It's like this weird thing in my mind that's like, you ain't telling me what to do. <laughs> but a reading goal is something myself because it doesn't, it's not the same as a resolution. And I think you're on the same page as that. Setting a reading See, goal like every year word, is not. I like the, the word goal better than resolution <clears throat> because oh, goal absolutely. says that you're working towards something, like you're actively making a choice to do it. Resolution sounds like it's set in stone. You have it no choice positive. but to do this. Right. A resolution almost sounds ne- like you're being negative. 
And I will say one of the things to do better in my life in general it has nothing to do with the new year. It's been something I've been trying to do. Um, and this year has been testing me already is I'm trying <laughs> to be about myself, like towards myself and about myself. And it sounds strange, but I feel like setting resolutions are telling are being like, you need to do this because of this. That your resolution is to change this. And I'm like, well, what if I don't want to change that about myself? Yeah. A resolution says that you know something like a resolution starts with saying something is wrong. A goal is saying, right. I just want to do better. Like, even if it's like, right. How can like, I? even if it's just like, let's put coasters on all of our cups. It's not saying not having a coaster is bad. It's just saying, I'm going to put a coaster with my right. cups. That's like, I've been really striving because I struggle, um, especially with my HD, um, a clean house I like clean but I also do this thing where I get overwhelmed we've talked about this because you're like what and and I so like if I let it get past a po- certain point then I get overwhelmed and I just can't I freeze and can't do it and I'm really bad with laundry so I've been setting this goal for myself of trying to do this as soon as it comes out of the washer or the dryer like it has to be done when the happens like I've been trying to set that goal for myself I've also been like washing clothes and drying them before I go to bed that way when I wake up in the morning like I can take out I can move around but that's a goal to me so that's why I like setting the book goals and I like saying the word goals it has nothing to do with the new year it's something for, for months um but we set goals and what is your new goal you set for yourself this year well okay so last year my goal was to read 30 and I did 53, a personal best. Yeah, you didn't think you were going to hit 30 at one point in the year, I remember. You were like, I don't yeah. know how to do this. Yeah, and then hey, I went on that can. little month hiatus from work, and lo and behold, I sure can. <laughs> it's called <Yeah>. hyperfixation. <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah. laughs> um, for my new year. That up, do you ever also have, like, a moment? Um, Sorry. I think we have a little bit of lag. Sorry, people. <laughs> it's okay. No, I was asking since you brought up hyperfixation, I want to go like on a side really quick because I just have a book. Um, I sometimes hyperfixate on books so much that I'll like read, 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 read for like two or three months that I don't touch them for like two months. Are you the same? No, I pretty like I've learned that if I'm going through a quote reading slump personally, that just means I'm not reading the right book at that time. So I just need to find what mood I'm in, basically. So, like, for example, I think let me pull up my Goodreads because my life is run by Goodreads. (laughs) Emperor Bezos. Oh, Emperor Bezos. He has a chokehold on my reading habits. Oh, Goodreads is glitching. What's going on? Home. Yeah, it was messing up for me earlier. Bezos! Get there your we go. crap together, sir. Um, Go to my books. I was on a different page, and now I'm <coughs> trying to navigate to my other page. Oh, no. Goodreads just died. Okay, well, I can okay. say that um, the last few books I read in December were all... Mm-hmm. Uh, like winter and or Christmas themed. And I still have one or two. That's what we were going to do. Yeah. I was just in a cozy, cute little mood. Think like Hallmark 
Hallmark romance type thing. But I still have one or two on my shelf that I just didn't get to because your girl went to Barnes and Noble and found the cute little Christmas table and went kind of nuts. I didn't I didn't think you did that bad. You really didn't think so. Uh, It's it's worse than I normally would to buy just one particular kind of book. I normally don't do that. But for some reason this year I was like, yeah, audible. I won't lie. I did kind of the same on Audible because they had a sale and I was like, mm, this is nice. Uh, okay. And I then I was up. like, that TikTok. What's that TikTok so you- where they're like, it's enough slices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. One, two, three, four. So, yeah. Four of the books I read on break were like Christmas, winter, cozy Cute little reads. I don't feel so bad about my. How many did you have? For your winter cozy Christmas reads? Four, but I still have two on my shelf. Twelve. What? (laughs) (laughs) And you remember, I did. Week before Thanksgiving, my tree was going up. And I was ready for the Christmas books. Oh, Miranda. It's okay. <laughs> I have problems. Well, with all of that in I, mind. I barely watched TV. With all of I that in mind. TV. <laughs> my, uh, my 2023 goal is 45. Because I was like, 45, that's basically a book a week. It gives myself just a little bit of leeway. So maybe I'll hit the 53 again, 50, whatever I said, 52, 53, whatever it was. And I say this all the time, but for those of you who don't know, she is what I call a speed reader. You're a fast reader. I am. We read differently. You do. You read differently than I do. Well, one, I don't do audiobooks. I've tried. I'm sorry. I just can't get behind it. Well, no, it's not just that. Like you've told me when you read a sentence, you remove like, them unnecessary words and I'm like they're not unnecessary and you and actually I guess there's been studies that prove like your brain actually words but you fill them in because you know what's next like and or but things like that but um and then I my husband even says I think husband even does this thing where he's like if somebody's describing something and it's something he's already familiar with he'll skim 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 till they're done describing that thing like he's he's over it yeah no i'm with your husband on that yeah and i need all the details all of them yeah i do not read the same sentence like three times because i want to make sure i understand (laughs) which while we're on this i'll go ahead and mention the brain just I'll go ahead and mention the book that I'm currently reading just because it's a good example of this. I don't think you would like it, Miranda, just because there's such a lack of description. So it's called The Appeal by Janice Hallett, and it is told through emails and text messages. So you don't get all of the pretty flowery language. I like like books like that. Um, There's a few things I've read before that that are set in that manner. So I might like it, but I might also get bored. Well, it is a murder mystery. 
and it is from the perspective of two um, i'm not going to say lawyers because i don't think they're lawyers but they get a letter from a lawyer which is british so they don't use american terms sometimes and i'm like wait what's Uh that but they're trying to figure out who done it basically and it's it's kind of like um knives out where you have like this whole cast of people who have different reasons for doing it so they're going through all of these old text messages so they and could emails have all done it yes and i'm at the very i purposely did not read the end i will read it after we finish because i didn't want to spoil it for anybody so if you're interested oh, it's called yeah. the appeals by janice hallett and it's her debut novel. And so far, I highly recommend it. I'm about 85% done with it. Fantastic. So Which, as we say that, I'm going to pull up our little document so I can write down what books we mentioned. Yeah, go ahead and type that. <laughs> yeah, because we, we make sure, if you've noticed, um, we actually have in the notes of um, every show a complete list of all books with their author that we mentioned so that it's easier for you to access them and you're not like scribbling along with this like for those of you that might be I applaud you but like I still like in my head I feel like we're only talking to each other Susan and Ellen like we have people that follow us on Instagram hello hi uh, yeah oh I yeah we made an Instagram page we have Instagram now yeah, it is called. Bianca is mainly the brains behind that one because I got enough to do. I got enough going <laughs> on. I want to do it, but it's just easier for one person to do it than to have two hands. Like, well, I thought you were going to schedule that. No, I thought Bianca takes a wonderful care of it. Um, I'm going to try to be better at taking photos to send her to add. But if you would like to. Graham, if you already are, thank you. We are so glad to have you. Um, but that, like, as our number was, is starting to grow, it's really funny because every time we record, I kind of feel like we're just doing this for us. And, like, I know Susan's listening, and I know Ellen's listening, and I know my mom is listening, but I want to be like, hi, you three. Like, in my head, that's who we're talking to, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we are, it's just called Bells with Books Podcast, so give us a follow. You can see the logo. It is mm-hmm. Miranda and I uh, cartoonized, cartoonized, drawn. Mm-hmm. Animated. No, because it's animated. not moving. Animated. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Characterized. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we just... <clears throat> um, but it's the fun. two of us, like, we it's got this. half of our heads, and then in the middle is two southern bells in our dresses with cute little umbrellas. Which, thank you, Steffi, for the amazing artwork. I love it. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. I basically sent her um, for anyone that like for my idea. She's like, do you have an idea of what you want to go with? And there's actually this adorable picture that Bianca and I both love. And it's Rapunzel and Belle sitting back to back reading books on like the fountain. This little town. And that like is perfectly Bianca and I because Belle is your favorite. And Rapunzel is absolutely my favorite. So it's like I, I sent her that and I was like, this is what I think of when I think of a logo for Bianca and I. But this is Disney and we can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't we can't just take this. So and she's like, OK, I can work with that. Um, so I was very pleased with kind of the direction that she chose to go in. It kind of kept that whimsical. Yes, it's different. I know people are going to be like, it's totally different. But she kept like 
the idea of like showcasing who we are basically i thought yeah i thought it was cute um well with all so with all my, the other updates that we have going on yeah um let's talk about some book news and all various like, other I'm, things going on in the world yeah i like to call it controversy in the book world <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, listen, great. as I told you guys, we are only 15 days in, right? Like, we're, we're rolling up almost 16 days because in an hour, it's a whole new day here. But so we'll just say whatever day it is that you guys are listening to it. Um, I think this will go out like Friday or so. So we're like still only 20 days into this year if you're listening to it in, you know, on Friday. But when we're recording, it's 15 days into the year. And this must be cray cray. Well, not to mention, okay, so first and foremost, where do we want to start? (laughs) If you are, if you are anywhere in the book side of the internet, you will have heard a little story of an author who was basically bullied a lot online for various things. And she had unfortunately taken her own life. It was a very sad, very sad story. There was even a GoFundMe page set up to help with funeral expenses that was supposedly set up by her family. It went beyond that. There was like people encouraging, like, I guess her quote, quote, daughter, I'm using air quotes, her books. And she was saying how like she was worried no one would ever see this book now. And people helped like push it and promote it and got it out. just the camaraderie that came together because there were people like that came on and they were like, you know, my brother, cousin, or my so-and-so also took their own life due to bullying. And this is, I I wish this was, and it's a horrible life that have chosen that as the option. And so like, when I heard this story at first, I was like, how heartbreaking. Or so everyone thought Well, as it turns out, and I think we learned this on the second day of the year, January 2nd. Second, two days in. Where she just miraculously came back from the dead and was like, ha ha, I'm alive. So like Jesus. And everyone was like, what? Excuse me, hello, what? Is there some life force that you are not sharing with us? Because we, a lot of people would like on a live. Yeah. And then she went into this or whole spiel. She went into this whole spiel about how she just couldn't deal with being an author anymore, but she still felt like it was somehow her calling. So she felt that doing it in this manner was the best way to go about it. I, I think, though, I think the thing for me, the cherry on top that like hit me over the Dunzo point was when she said, well, it's not any different than from me being a writer. I just told a story and I was like, do what? Yeah. Yeah. No. She has no remorse. Like here's the and official, I've got the official please. post pulled up. Oh, please, please. You have to read this, please. <laughs> Um, It says, I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure if it's right or not. 
There's going to be tons of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I'd guess. But my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand, and they had to go through all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I'm hoping to ride again. Let the fun begin. The ward, by the way, is her... A lot of authors run their own book groups on Facebook, like we've talked about with our beloved Colleen Hoover. So the ward is her Facebook group. Um, Yes. And what adds to this as well... Sorry, I was like mouthing as you read that because I was like, oh, shit. So, well, is like shortly either before or after she quote unquote died, a new person joined the group. They said, admin and do this and do that and do the other thing. And it turns out it was also her. Yes. She was reading fine about my family did what they thought best she claims that her family decided to do this and took over her facebook and started making these posts and doing those things it was well, her so on and the and then end, someone and, was she not writing still under her daughter's name yeah she was she used her like she didn't she make up a daughter's name like that's not even her daughter's name i don't know about that i i knew it was she was writing as her daughter's name so everybody then thought it was the daughter and they were like oh she's following in her mother's footsteps let's support her i think it really was her daughter's name but obviously it was her still like everything i i unless someone can can correct me i think that is the one part of this that is the fact is that is her daughter's name that is her daughter but well and then like some people were like i don't know what is going on like what is happening and the uh, I'm not going to mention the author's name, but she said nothing. I simply want my life back. Yeah, it was. Also, it was an author in her group who had grown like they were kind of friends that they would bounce ideas off of each other and chat like private chat and stuff. I guess she. Because I read a thing from that author. I wish I could remember her name because I feel like she should be heralded as somebody is like, this is insane. This is. Um. That's why we're not going to bring up this author's name. One, you can more than find it by yourself. Two, I think that just adds to her, like, whatever she was trying to do. Does that make sense? Like, I think that's why you're not saying it is because it gives her more notoriety, basically, which I think is so sickening. It's so sickening. Like, people like that want the attention and I'm not going to give it to them. Right. There are people lead to the point of choosing to leave this world by their own hand the fact that that's what you would choose understand that she was being viciously bullied um it was pretty nasty from my understanding but to say that you have done that to yourself and to live that lie for what was it over a year almost two it was almost two years i yeah almost two i think it's just horrific and just it's not fair to they really have done that and people that have loved ones that have made that decision it's just so gross and crass and just oh and the other author that was rebutting it Miranda her name was Samantha Cole I think I believe is right and was like what is going on i'm so confused because she had also mourned for this person that she thought was her fellow author fellow friend 
gone through a morning as well because like you would, right? And so she messages the privately and is like, what is going on? And it's nonchalant answer that she got back. The like blave, no big deal is what made her be like, and I'm done, done. <clears throat> Just very, <laughs> So know. all of that, that happened that on January too. 2nd. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we started this year off with on January 2nd. Now, some of these other things, I don't really know of the day itself. Heard it or that it was announced. I remember. You said something to me about it. And Susan. What? No, I think you just sent me a message that said we will discuss this. And I was like, what is happening? And it was like late here for me, right? I think I had recorded a pod, another podcast that night. And I was like, oh, ma'am, it is 3 a.m. And you, my time, and you give me this, you know, I'm about to go do a dive. Like, I, you were like, Miranda, go to bed. And I was like, uh, no, too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> I think I spent the next 45 minutes watching TikToks about this woman and reading articles and was like, is that you kept messaging me and I was just like Miranda go to bed Miranda go to bed we can talk talk about this tomorrow Miranda go to bed (laughs) on a person with ADHD (laughs) (laughs) I was wide awake at that point yeah because you were sending me Marcos you were like Bianca what is going on what is this what is this and I was like Miranda go to bed (laughs) in the basement to not wake anyone else in my house up because I was like I will I will what is you cannot tell me information like that and then say but go to bed like, <laughs> what <laughs> so then everything that came after that it was like of course this is happening um, so I'll you what we talk about next girls there's like uh-huh. 14 we are 15 days in but we got 14 different things that have happened (laughs) well the first one i want to mention is not really a big like controversy thing i just think it's good to know um i i am a barnes and noble member as pretty much all of you probably know and obviously it doesn't do me any good to me um i got an email from barnes and noble last wednesday And it basically said that they're revamping their membership and their kids club programs. And I just wanted to read an excerpt from the email real quick. Of course. Um, As a current member, we are writing to let you know that we are retiring the kids club program. Um, In a few weeks, we will be launching a new free loyalty program, which will apply not only on kids books and toys, but on almost everything you buy. Members will earn one stamp for every $10 spent and will receive a $5 reward for every 10 stamps collected. And then they give a timeline on when the kids stuff is going to expire if you're a part of the kids club. And it says, uh, we look, we thank you for being a loyal Barnes Noble customer and look forward to introducing you to our new loyalty program soon. At first, I was bummed when you told me that because I like I remember all of the like loyalty things that Caden used to get for a kids club member. But then. Like the fact that now they're combined, because I remember his books didn't count for mine and mine didn't count for his like they were separate. He had like his own. 
Yeah, the way um, um and I think since I worked been, there, it was I can like speak every to it a little bit. He, they it's yeah. how the book is coded in the system. So if um if it's coded as a children's or YA book, it would count towards that goal. If it wasn't coded in that specific right. way, then it wouldn't count. Um, I think if I remember, it was dollar amount. I think it was like for every hundred dollars. Yeah, every hundred dollars you, you got a five dollar at kid books. Yeah, you get, yeah, you got. It. So basically, you could end up getting a free book if you pick the right. And book. then you, you also got like a free treat on your birthday, and you got a special. Yeah, you got like a cookie like from the the bakery uh, coffee shop that's inside Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like they're kind of combining too, everything. And I think it should if, be, in my opinion. Yeah, because, like, the membership is okay if you're a reader. You basically get 10% off pretty much everything. And then there's a uh-huh. few specialty member discounts that only members get on top of that 10%. So if you're right. a huge reader like me and Miranda, it's probably worth it because I think it's mm-hmm. $25 a year. Yeah. But now it well, sounds it like you're going to get I won't lie. Now when it I sounds first like it's going to get a $5 reward for every basically I think $100 now. So, if I'm getting a $5 reward for every $100 I spend, I'm not going to complain. No. I was having to do um before like for Caden to get a $5 coupon, I would have to also like it was $100 in kid books. And then I'd have to spend another so like it takes a while to get there but now if you're combining them a parent can go drop 40 50 bucks on the kids and also buy them some books at 100 already so i think it makes it fairer um, and maybe it's just me but i think it makes it it sounds like it's gonna be fairer well that that's what i was confused about because it says it's going to be a free loyalty program, but then says members will get this so i'm guessing they're still going to have a free aspect and a paid aspect Oh, so probably like you sign up for the free card for every so much money you spend. But if you're a member, you get benefits on top of said coupon. Because like members, you only get the discount if you're a member. Yeah. 10%. And then aren't there some books that it's like members save 10% or members save an additional 15? Like every. Well, members save 30% off bestsellers. Right. But there's I know there were some books that it was even higher percentage. Um, so maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe it's like if you have a membership. We're revamping it all like they're going to be free and paid versions. Yeah, that's what that's how I read it. OK, well, I thought that was pretty cool. So that's a positive from the book world. Yes. Positive. I wanted to throw in a positive to talk about today. We have to because unfortunately there's a lot of negatives. Um. If you, um, Kelly and I just recorded a podcast on toxicity and bullying basically in the nerd culture. So I find it so funny that you and I are now having to discuss so toxic, mean, or horrible things that are happening in the book world. Um, and what's sad, and I guess will take us into the next couple of ones that we'll do, is it's not with, book one, with the first one of the year. Um, it's unfortunate that that one and several others that we're going to talk about are spurned by authors themselves. Like they're the ones creating the controversy or the toxicity. Yes. Um, because all the others, and I feel like we can roll these together. Um, the one that 
there is policing reviews, which I think you knew a little bit more about that one than I did. Um, and then the person review unless you've written a book. Sorry, you and keep cutting in and out again. I don't know what's happening. It's okay. We'll just keep going and try to go through it. So I was saying all of these next problems are basically from authors, like authors causing the issues. Yes, yeah, so a lot of. Okay, so I watched a video the other day of this person basically calling out authors and saying authors need to get out of reader spaces. And I kind of agree with that, especially from the stuff that we're about to talk about. Um, right. One is that this one author was saying, I guess they had gotten a lot of bad reviews for something they had written, which if you get bad reviews, take the constructive criticism and make something better the next time. But that's or neither here nor there. Or, or notice mm -hmm. that 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 whoever read the book wasn't your not your audience either you read it and go that's okay what huh i said it might just not be your audience you need to learn to write to your audience right it might not be your audience it might be a bunch of different things but i've, I've heard a lot of authors say don't read book reviews for this reason because i know i'm not for everyone yeah so i think you also have to choose like so you read the review and you either get a little, a little upset and you take take it and you walk away. And, or you make it funny. Like um, Geneva Rose. Isn't that her name? I have not read Geneva Rose yet, but we'll get to no, that later. <laughs> we'll talk to her. We'll talk about her later. But I'm just saying I'm bringing her up because she made somebody gave her a bad review and she made a funny out of it. Like she was cool. OK. So, and she made it funny. So I think as an author, if you read tons of bad reviews, you either A, don't read them at all, B, take them and say that wasn't, I wasn't the right person. Like move on and say, well, I really enjoyed what I wrote, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go write the next book and you either like it or you don't. But I understand as humans, you can actually go, well, you're wrong because I know I'm right. So I agree with you about maybe it should stay out of the reader space. Yeah, because one author Which was is, saying that harsh to say. if you're an author that you're not allowed to rate any other books below a three star. They're saying it has to be three stars above because you know how much work and blood and sweat and tears went into this. So if you're an author and you give a book two or one stars, then you're not doing a good service to the book community. And, and that person was getting roasted. I don't know about you, but I disagree. Oh, roasted. I I'll ask you, how do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I disagree. Because I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I disagree on the simple fact that I think most writers are born of being avid readers and a love of, have a love for written word. Um, and so you are still going to be a reader even when you become a writer. And that doesn't mean that you suddenly don't get to. So, actor not get to review movies anymore. Does an actor not get to say, "Oh, I did not like that movie. It stunk," because they're an actor? It's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, 
Well, not only that, that can be applied to any profession. So does that mean oh, like a sure. plumber, a plumber is not supposed to critique another plumber? Like, no, if the plumber's doing a bad job, the plumber's going to tell them they're doing a bad job. You got into that profession for a reason and it's a love of something. So you're, you, you're not allowed to suddenly not critique it because you also are in that profession. Yeah, so I just thought that whole thing was just utterly ridiculous, and I'm glad that person got roasted. Like, I'm not for internet bullying, but if you're going to be dumb on the internet, then be prepared for the consequences. Consequences to the actions and clear communication. We've said this in a, in a few other podcasts that we've done as well. Yes. Like, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to be, like, a decent human. And maybe, maybe the person, if they could word it different or voice their opinion differently, it would have hit a different mark but I think because I also watched that video I think the manner that they chose it didn't compute well like it just didn't no. because again I absolutely 100% believe that I'd say 90% maybe even 95% of writers of authors in general um, are huge readers themselves so they should still get to um, rate something as a reader because they are but the, um, the think, next thing that happened this year was that was a hoot there was a special book published about it was an enemies to lovers romance book has it actually come out or is it just that it's coming out oh, i thought it already been published it may have i'll google that while you explain to the fine people about this book <laughs> okay so it was about a racist white man and a black woman with totally different values and morals, basically being enemies to lovers in this romance book. And everyone is just like, why did this need to be written? And the simple answer is it didn't. There was no space, no void to fill. This was simply not needed. Okay. Oh, this is even sadder. Okay. Oh, what so, now? I googled white racist falls for black woman. Uh huh. I assumed that it would give me the name of this book. It took me to a list. It reads of fifty something different books. But why? This can't be right. This can't be right. Our search oh history God, is going to be One something. of these is called Cinnamon and Sugar. <sighs> I can't. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, okay, so, yeah, but it is a controversy because we don't need this. And a lot of people, uh, that's the controversy is people like actually saying, like, why? Why did you feel the need to write this? And I think you're the one that actually sent it to me. And I just sent you those big, the, the, the really, or the like the face, the really big eyes, like, what? Yeah. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So I found the book that I'm talking about. I'm not going to name it just because I don't want to give this book any more publicity than it already has. But it, it doesn't is not. Need it. 
<laughs> it is not published yet. It comes out in June. Okay. Well, it needs to get back, put, put away, be gone. Well, see, the the people that have read it, it has 110 reviews right now, and it's sitting at a 2.75 rating, okay, if that wait, tells you okay. anything. So I'm hoping that no one paid for that and that it was like, a, you know, when I sometimes get a copy review, I'm hoping the case because this is like when people hate watch television shows. If you read this book, you are still supporting it. Like, yes. I don't know how many times I've had to explain that to people. They're like, well, I'm hate watching the show. I don't I can't believe you like it. I'm like, well, I do like this show. Um, and then there was, okay, so, like, if you've been here, part of Place to Be Nation for a while, you know, I used to talk um, about Riverdale a lot, a show that I actually really enjoy. Does it, is it absurd? Absolutely. But some of the group, the gang that was here, podcasters anymore, um, for various life reasons, uh, but that's neither here nor there. It was just one of those, like, they're not here, but they used to, like, rag me about liking this show. And they were like, well, I'm hate watching it. And I was like, you're giving it uh, like in the meter of like how many times has this show been watched? You're giving it a count. So you yeah. you are supporting it. Like if you don't like something, don't buy it. Don't watch it. <laughs> don't read it. Don't listen to it. Oh, so you, I really hope that this book. Sadly, I know there is a group, a niche group in this world that are going to be all for it. And that just makes me want to win a little. Yeah, just a tiny bit. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Someone is going to read this and love this. It is not me. It, it will not be me. Anyone affiliated with the Bells and Books, uh, Bells and Books podcast, I can guarantee you that. I, I, I feel like pretty confident in saying <laughs> Well, the next bonkers thing that has come about is that there are various people in book spaces that are claiming, I'll combine two of these. For those who are wondering, we kind of have a list that we have compiled slash found that we're going over. So we knew and, about a lot of these, but thankfully there was a TikToker that basically compiled all of them for us. Do you have her name? Uh, it's, uh, if I can pronounce it, Amivi Reads, A-M-I-V-I Reads. I'm sorry, I think that's what it says. It sounds beautiful. It sounds like if I can pronounce it correctly, it's gorgeous. Um, um She compiled Amivi. a list. Amivi, Amavi? Um, Something like that. I'm just going to stop. I apologize. I have a weird day too. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> but, um, her though, because she made a child list. Anyway. But I'm going to combine a couple of these, and it's basically people claiming that it is hard to find um, black women in book spaces and or uh, people of color authors. And if that is your true claim, right? Yeah, one of them was specifically in romance spaces, but I was just combining like two or three of them into one thing. And my thing is, if you're saying that it's hard, you're not looking. 
because it is not hard. One of the biggest fantasy writers from the past couple of years, N.K. Jemison, um, she wrote the fifth season and it became huge. And that was published back in like 2015. Um, she just had a new one come out in 2020 called The City We Became. She is huge. So if you're claiming that it is hard to find, you are not looking. Do not be the person that goes to the fridge and says, where's the ketchup? And it's right in front of your face. I agree. Now, I feel I feel like, and I asked Bianca if it was okay to say this beforehand. I feel like per my 23andMe, I am the whitest white girl on the face of this planet. Well, probably not the, but I'm pretty high up there in top 5% <laughs> of the whitest white girls. So I don't feel like rage on this too much but then I also can in a, in a sense like I can be like angry for these amazing um black authors because there are so many I feel like it can be very angry for them but I don't want to march over into Karen story where I'm speaking for someone that I don't have the right to speak for but let me just say if you are a romance reader you claim to be into romance and you do not know who Beverly Jenkins or Danielle Allen are, you are beyond doing yourself a disservice, number one. And number two, like, Beverly Jenkins is one of the queens of romance. She is the queen. She, she is phenomenal. So for people this week to come out and say there are not black women in the romance world or in in the writing world i think it's just that you are living in an area where for whatever reason you're not seeing them but that doesn't mean they don't exist i mean because there's prominent people there's another yes. popular ya author what's her name tomi adiemi i think is how you pronounce her name she wrote the the fire Children of Blood and Bone. That's it. Yes. Now, she has said some things that I don't agree with, but that's neither here nor there. She is still a prominent woman of color, especially in the young adult world. But that's a whole different argument I think you could get into that um, I think you can enjoy the work from someone but not agree with their stances on things. And that's okay. Yes. Yes. That's a whole um, other Beast conversation. Beast of Prey by... Ayana Gray, another fantastic writer. Um, highly recommend her as well. So I think Beast of Prey is also considered YA. Uh, yeah, so all you got to do is look. But Danielle Allen, and she's also one of those that uh, she has a reader group on Facebook that she interacts with just as much as Colleen Hoover. I told Bianca this. I don't know why she's not as well known as Colleen. Like, she has. A, they're not even very extremely long, but they hit me in the feels, and I may have cried a little. Just saying. Just saying. I'll have to look the. What was the author's name again? So, um, Danielle Allen. Okay, Danielle Allen. And then Beverly Jenkins. And, and the last one is, I think you pronounce it Anya Gray. 
she wrote Beast of Prey. Okay. I was just making sure those got stated. Like I said, there might be some issues in this recording. So just in case there are, I want to make sure everyone can hear those names. Yeah. It's either, I I think it's Ayana. I I apologize. I hate saying people's names wrong. No, at some point I'm going to say somebody's name wrong. We say as you're, I guess if you pronounce your name the way it's spelled, it's Mirandia and mine's Bianca. So. <laughs> I answered. I used to get so angry when people called me Mirandia. Now I'm just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. So I think if you're one of those people that feel like there's, and now I, okay, I will end that issue that happened to say, I think if someone had worded it and said, I don't feel like they get enough attention or I don't feel like they're as, looked or you know looked at on the main shelves as others i would have agreed with those statements flying around yeah but that's not but what they said and the i disagree that's not what they said that is not what they said they're saying it's yeah. hard to find and the way it was worded it wasn't just oh and as in like i can't find it but like kindle like you can go small bookstores like it, now you could possibly go into a bookstore find none of these people or not what you're looking for. And if that's the case, you need a new bookstore. I totally agree. Like if you walk into a bookstore and it's not diverse, you need a new bookstore. There's nothing wrong with people that, like, if you open a bookstore and you sell what you like, that is fine. I'm not saying you're wrong, but it just means you're going to lose some people because you got to be diverse. Now, the last little bit of book talk news that I think we're going to go over is involving mine and Miranda's favorite author, Colleen Hoover. I feel like poor Colleen is one that we've brought up a lot lately. And I just want to like. I want to give her a hug. That's I feel what bad I for do. her. I because do want to give her a hug because I think so many things have gone great for her. But a lot of, I think with greatness like that, and maybe some of these people be in the limelight and being well known as Colleen Hoover because it feels like the more people know her name and the greater she becomes the more things that not bad not that that is actually wrong or is incorrect it's just like it seems like the the higher up she goes the more people are trying to I guess is what I should say yeah <clears throat> well okay so if you're a Colleen Hoover fan you definitely even if you're not a Colleen Hoover fan you've probably heard about her book, It Ends With Us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably yep. her most well-known book outside of like the general romance books. Um, for those who don't know, it is about a woman who is in a an abusive marriage. And some, rough. It's, some people, some readers claim that it's glorifying abuse. I wouldn't go into all of that. But that was a small part of the controversy when the book came out. Like, that was the small controversy when it first became popular. Um, However, the main character of the book, Lily, she is a florist. She runs her own shop. She does all the flowery things. And in light of that, it wasn't even Colleen. It was the publisher who came to Colleen and said, hey, we want to do a coloring book with Lily. And Colleen, thinking, yeah, Lily's a florist. Let's do it. People like to color flowers. She agreed to it. Right. 
then and the, the tattoo from happened. that book became pretty big too. Yeah, for those who don't know, the there's a tattoo mentioned in the book, and it's it's a heart, but it's like an open heart that doesn't connect. And people were getting it. Like I remember when the book came out, like people were getting it just as like it was like the day after the book released, somebody read it, and then it was a chain of people getting the tattoo. So like I was thinking to myself when I heard that a coloring book would be released, that it would be like flowers and maybe the tattoo and things like that. Like I was not thinking, and I knew what the book was about. Obviously, I've read it, but I wasn't thinking anything negative. And maybe it's because I feel like it told a horrific story that Lily overcame. Well, that, and if you read so, the description about the coloring book, it straight up said, like, it will be about, like, Lily and flowers and stuff. Like, typical coloring book things. Right. An adult coloring book. Right. But then word got out on the internet, and the internet does what it does best, and it tear thing, tears things down. Absolutely. And, started calling it tone deaf and saying that it... um basically glorified domestic violence and it was just now like people were like calling Colleen out over this decision when one Colleen didn't even think of this this was the publisher like right did Colleen agree to it yes but the way it was pitched was it's gonna be a basic coloring book with flowers and stuff in it which um I saved this. I'm glad we decided to talk about this because we actually have one of our listeners, Ellen, that she messaged me earlier tonight and asked me if I had seen or heard about this. And she, and I understood her viewpoint um, and I hadn't responded to her to her yet. Sorry, Ellen, I wasn't ignoring you. I wanted to add it to this topic. Hope that's okay. Um, but she just asked me like, had I heard for it, heard about it. And I agree with her in a sense, but I, I, I not that I disagree with Ellen, but what I'm trying to say here is, when I originally heard about it, I guess I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun because um, one of the characters in the book is also a chef. So I thought it would be like things in the kitchen, flowers, stuff like that. I thought it would be like that. And I know it's like it was one of the books that actually brought Colleen. Like you and I were already reading her and knew about her. But I feel like this was the book that kind of really threw her into everybody then started talking about her. The I think a couple of the Kardashians read this book and it was on their Instagram. Like, I think this book became like the book that like everyone was reading. Like, yeah, it put Colleen it on big. the radar. Like, I think she was already on it for a bunch of us because she already had like TV deals and stuff that were tapped were happening. But like, this is what kind of sent it over the edge in my opinion. And um, Ellen says that she agrees with some of the criticism. And I guess I do as well now that I'm looking at it through a different lens because stopping to think about it as someone that doesn't talk about it a whole lot but has been in a nasty, nasty relationship before I met my husband. Not as bad as what Lily goes through in, in the book, but still domestic violence nonetheless. It, like once Ellen was like, I understand the criticism, it made me stop for a second and go, you know what? I, I could see where people would immediately go, why would you choose that book? Because Colleen does have several other books that I think would have been great to turn into coloring books or maybe a compilation of Colleen, just Colleen Hoover based on her books, coloring book would have been okay. 
But I'm with you. I think based on what we heard it was supposed to be about, I don't think it was a negative thing. And I don't think he intended for it to be a negative thing. I think maybe the publisher, because of all the backlash that is happening, somewhere the publishers didn't stop and do like, um, you know, when they go to like a group and they say, how does this sound? Like what a focus group. A focus group. Yeah. I think that should have been maybe crossed first and maybe they introduced like a snippet of the coloring book and been like how would you feel would you be okay with this um but I do kind of understand now stepping back and looking at it in a different manner I was in a gray area about it though I guess I was indifferent and when it came out you and I shared with each other I was like did you see this and you were like yeah did you see this and like I kind of wanted it and then Colleen released her statement that she decided to, uh, with, you know, she's gone to her publisher and she's decided to not allow this to happen. Um, which then she I, got criticized for her statement afterwards, which you said the word that she got criticized for, which is tone deaf. Um, yes. Which you can agree with this or not. I'm just going to put it out there as it was portrayed. The word tone deaf can be taken as ableist because it is a slight slur against those who are hard of hearing or deaf. So then she got criticized right. for using that particular word. Right. Which, which is funny is there were articles that used that word as well before she even did. Um, so that's one of those other, like it, it goes into a, like a whole area. No one was trying to like, believe. I don't, no one was trying to be malicious. Was the publisher probably trying to see if they could make more money? Absolutely. That's what they're there for. That's what their job is. But I can now see, like, there was um, one TikToker actually posted and said, a coloring book, a coloring book about a novel whose central theme is domestic violence, and y'all want me to take her seriously as an author. And I was like, okay, that's twofold. You could say, why would you choose this? She is a serious author. Her books, um, and they're not for everyone. Cause I've heard some people say, this is garbage. This is trash. I don't like it. How do you guys like her? And that's fine. But they're the same person that like, I pick up something that's their favorite and I don't like it. So you're just not the audience for her. That's fine. But I don't think, okay. So was it bad call? Yes. I now see that. I can understand why it would upset so many people, but to p attack her, and say they can't take her seriously now, I think is ridiculous. Yeah. So 2023 has gotten off to a great start in the book world. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a small one that just irked me, but it wasn't like as huge at all these. And I just wanted your quick hot take on it. Do you think that it could be a fantasy book if it's under 500 pages? Yes, it can. Thank you. Forget you, TikToker. <laughs> Someone came out saying that any book under 500 pages not be a fantasy because it is not long enough or in-depth enough for the world building that a fantasy book requires. And as someone who loves fantasy. I can feel your rage from here. The rage is seeping out of me this 15th day of the year and I can't take it anymore <laughs> like seriously <laughs> you can be a fantastic fantasy 
book and not be 500 pages. Not all of us got time for 500 pages. That's how we finish so many books. Let us get through our TBRs as we want, please. Please. Because I won't lie, the last few times I've picked up a book and I've seen it's like 600 pages, I'm like, Jesus, hold me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, and I know that sounds weird because I can finish like 200, 300 pages books like boom, 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 boom. But it's something to do with I'm sticking with the same thing for 600 pages. I'm like, I need a palate cleanser. need a moment. I'm just saying. I totally agree with you, Miranda. I'm just just saying. There's a lot more that has happened in the book world. I would highly recommend if you would like to know some of the other things that have happened, go check out the book talker that we mentioned. Um, Maybe we can share her on our Instagram. I'm sure she probably also has an Instagram. I can try to look it up. Yeah, but uh, go check her out. She got 49.8A followers. Um, Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So she knows what she's talking about. Also, I just clicked on her main profile. And she, I would like to add her to the list of, if you would like to know more about black authors, go check her out. Because I see pinned at the top of her TikTok is a whole video about black authors fantasy recommendations so she sounds like your girl so for those of you screaming i can't find it you need her okay okay so with that let's look forward to some good things in the book world in 2023 let's stop we're gonna talk about we're gonna mention some books that we are excited about that um either have already been released since we're in 2023 or are coming out this year. Um, Miranda, do you want to go first? Um, How about we ping pong? Okay, that works. Yeah. So I'll use my first one and I'll go quick because um, personal reasons, Bianca, please don't talk about them anymore. Okay, thanks, Pat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So my first book technically released this week already, but it is a release of 2023 and was highly anticipated for me and that is the book spare by prince harry himself he is the author if you get the audiobook he is also the narrator um it is broken down into different parts and each part has like 50 chapters and i'm just about to finish part one i was very very excited for this book i'm still i'm still enjoying it but um, that was one of my highly anticipated. But I'll I'll leave it at that for Bianca's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, one that I am excited about, I have already bought as well because it came out the first week of January. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. Um, if you are a returning listener, you will know that I have read The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins. So I immediately pre-ordered this one as soon as it came out. Um, I also have The Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins on my TB physical TBR shelf in my bedroom waiting for me, but that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Um, the Villa is supposed to be a mix of 
What was it compared to? Okay, I'll read this real quick. It's inspired by Fleetwood Mac, the Manson murders, and the infamous summer Percy and Mary Shelley spent with Lord Byron at a Lake Geneva castle, the birthplace of Frankenstein. That is a lot, but I need this in my life. I am very excited to get to this in the next couple of weeks because it will be a 2023 release and read for Bianca. Yes. Um, that sounds fantastic. So the first one I have, and I, my website just went away. Excuse me. Apparently technical difficulties are happening all over the place all over here tonight. (laughs) Um, so that was my first one, um, was obviously the printary book, but I found some books over on the Goodreads because dang that Emperor Bezos. Um, they did a nice list where they broke it down to like fantasy, science fiction, like most anticipated books. Um, and in the horror section releasing January 17th. So actually in just a couple of days is how to sell a haunted house by Grady Hendrix. That was one of mine. It's one of yours. Okay. Well then together, Bianca and I highly recommend and anticipate how to sell a haunted house. Um, because. Every person that picks up a Grady Hendrix, I have not heard one bad thing said. I've read two Grady Hendrix books. I read them both last year. They were both really good. So I recommend. Um, so this, it says that he is, um, he broadcasts on a, on a very special frequency, which is uh, between horror and humor, which is very tricky to, to maintain, but he always seems to nail it. Um, this concerns a pair of estranged siblings forced to sell the family home when their parents die. But why did they cover all the mirrors and why is the attic door nailed shut? Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, so me, what? (laughs) So what's your next one? My next one is Happy Place by Emily Henry. I have read... All of her books now, I can say that. I have enjoyed all three of them, so I am happy to add Happy Place to my list. She is a, I would call her like a rom-com author. Like, they're very light, easy reads. They're funny. Yeah. Um, They do have some scenes that are not Bianca approved, but we just, we kind of skim through that and get through it. No, no, Bianca's. still good. No, no, Bianca's. That's what I refer to, Boys and Girl, as, as a book that um, has spicy times that Bianca would not enjoy. So we call them Bianca No-No Time. Yes. Bianca No-No. But I still recommend her books because they are really good. They're very lighthearted. They don't get, like, really too deep. I'll say uh, probably her deepest one so far has been Beach Read just because it deals with um, a p- parental death. So okay. just a trigger warning for that one. But most of the time, they're lighthearted, easy reads. All right. So my next one um, actually releases on February 14th. It is called A Mystery of Mysteries, The Death and Life of Edgar Allan Poe by Mark. I'm going to have to send you his last name. Very sorry, Mark, but his last name is D-A-W-I-D-Z-I-A-K. 
Monica. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> um, this one is Gentleman Madden. Edgar Allan Poe is among a handful of writers credited with inventing the modern English language horror story. This innovation biography uses split timelines to tell the story of Poe's life and his exceedingly mysterious death. Um, for those of you that don't know, Poe went missing in Baltimore for a while and then like showed up dead. It was just very strange. Look it up. Highly recommend. Um, he actually, in this book, presents a new theory on what exactly happened to our master of macabre. Yeah. So okay. I'm Alan. I love Edgar Allan Poe, and then the death of Edgar Allan Poe is just beyond fascinating and intriguing, and it's strange. I have a theory that I buy into on what happened, um, but I'm waiting to see what this guy's theory is, especially because it says he has a new one that no one has brought up before. Yeah, that so. is interesting. I'm excited. Um, my next anticipated release is Silver Nitrate by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. Um, for those who don't know, she's the one who published Mexican Gothic. That was her, like, big release that happened. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be her new one. So, I think she, after that one, that. it's really good. It's not your typical horror movie. Mm-hmm. Horror movie. Horror book. <laughs> Sorry, I need a nap, everyone. <laughs> yeah, because you actually don't really read, like, a lot of what I'd say horror books. Like, they're just not your jam because you also don't do horror movies. Yeah, I wouldn't say I do horror. I like thrillers. And I would probably put Mexican Gothic more in the thriller section, but I can see how it would be considered horror. Like, I can mm-hmm. see that. Like, okay, so when I think horror, I think, like, blood and gore and stuff like that. Like okay. stuff that puts you in a awe state of mind. Whereas I like thrillers where like you're like on the I edge of your seat. Year. Yeah. <clears throat> you're thinking horror in the sense of like the book I tried to read last year and was like, I don't like this. Which what is was that? funny enough. Um, that's Don't Fear the Reaper. It actually comes out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the. It was the follow-up to My Heart is a Chainsaw, I think is what it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like this. (laughs) Gore in it. It wasn't the gore in it I didn't like. Because when the gore was happening, I was like, yeah. And then, like, I was like, what am I right now? I'm so confused. Like, I don't don't know. (laughs) Anyway. That was releasing, but it's not highly anticipated. (laughs) Well, what is another highly anticipated from you? Um, highly anticipated is a YA book called Unseelie. Elise Hoosman, Houseman. These Un- names. Ely? I dig them. They're beautiful. Can't pronounce them. Huh? Unseelie? Unseelie, like as in the Fae, like the Unseelie Court. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have never um, heard that term before. Sisters. Oh, you have. You've read tons of books about the Fae, have you not? No, I'm not a big Faye person. I'm sorry. I am. I love them. Don't trust them, though. Okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, twin sisters, both on the run, but different as dead. Professional rogue searches for a fabled treasure. The other one, a changeling, 
searches for the truth behind her origins, trying to find a place in the realm of Fae who made her and the humans who have shunned her. Interesting. And that, yeah, I'm not seeing the release date right this second. Um, but what I liked about it is I was from some people that have gotten advanced copies. And I really liked that they said um, there were a few that reviewed it that are neurodivergent. They are autistic. They um, and they said when they read when they read this book, they felt very seen. They absolutely felt that one of the main characters of this book is completely, for sure, autistic. And it made come. I love YA, and I have a son who is neurodivergent. Um, he is autistic, so I was like, you know what? This is for me. I love the Fae. So it was like that made me very happy that um, it seemed like it's very good representation of um, neurodivergent people. So. Hey, we like res representation. We do. We do. Um, the last one I'm going to mention is uh -huh. She is a Haunting by Trung Than Tran. I think I'm pronouncing that person's name correctly. I apologize if not. Um, from what I can tell, they are Vietnamese. Okay. Um, but it says it's perfect for fans of Mexican Gothic. Um, it's a house with a terrifying appetite that haunts a broken family in an atmospheric of horror. So if it's Ooh. anything like Mexican Gothic, I'm going to love it. Okay. And that comes out February um, 28th. I like that a lot of these that we're interested in, well, I, I both love and hate this, and that there are that you and I are interested in are coming in March. <laughs> uh, the only, um, Happy Place comes out in June. It's a summer book. June, okay, that's right. Yeah. So, um, since you, that's your last one that you have? Yes, that's my last one. Okay, since that's your last one, I'll only do one more as well, to be fair and even. Um, the last one that I chose, I can't the release date for it. Um, I don't know why it went away. But it is considered a YA, and it's called Flower Heart. Um, it is by Catherine Bakewell. Excuse me, my voice just went up like I was going through puberty or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that was about. Um, anyway, it is called Flower Heart by Catherine Bakewell. It releases on March 14th. Um, a snippet that I saw about it says, perfect for fans um, from Margaret Rogers. Pierce. I wasn't familiar with them, but it says, this standalone YA debut is a stunning cottagecore fantasy romance a girl with powerful and violent magic, which she must learn to control or lose everything she loves. Hey, that sounds pretty cool. Let me click want to read to and that I was like, real quick. I was like, take my money. <laughs> well, the cover There's is very pretty, too. For it. A giveaway for it right now on Goodreads. Yes, there is. Which I have had people ask me, are entering the good, the reads worth it and I say if you don't enter you can't win and through the years I have actually won a few times 
um, especially when it's a Kindle book. But I have like also randomly come home to a package and it been a book and been like, I didn't buy this. And it turns out I did win run. So I really recommend just entering because you never know like when that's going to work out for you. But the cover is, oh, that cover is gorgeous. Well, speaking of anticipated books we're releasing, we'll transition into Adaptation Minute real quick. Um, Do you have any adaptations that you are currently watching or anticipating for the year? This is going to sound really bad, but unfortunately, TV has not been on my radar. I have either been reading, listening to podcasts um, that I enjoy listening to, or playing Warcraft. Um, So I am a little bit out of touch with the whole uh tv movie scene at the moment i mean that's i have my shows that i typically watch piling up waiting for me but that's it well i do have a few um actually by few i mean two (laughs) okay um one just got announced yesterday it is actually both of them that i'm going to talk about come from hello sunshine which is reese witherspoon's production company um, mm-hmm. She just announced this one yesterday. It's Tiny Beautiful Things. It would be based okay. off of the book by Cheryl Strayed. I did not spell Cheryl's name right in our notes. So I'm fixing that right now. Um, That's okay. <laughs> um, I had always thought that Cheryl Strayed only did nonfiction, which as I'm reading this, this is a nonfiction book. It's genre self-help. So I am interested to see how they're going to turn this into a TV show because I'm pretty sure they said it was going to be a TV show. I wonder if it's going to be, you said her book is a self-help book? Yes. So maybe it's people going through things that she explains how to get through in the self-help book or how to navigate. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So that's interesting. I did. I didn't. Think about that aspect of it. So now I'm even extra intrigued. Um, but the, I would also like to see because that sounds interesting. How to turn a um, nonfiction self-help book into a into a movie? Hmm. Yeah. Um, but the next one That's I'm excited cool. about is Daisy Jones and the Six. Which I, I have not read. I have read several. Uh, TJ, what's her name? Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, I've read yes. several of her books now, I've, you, and I've enjoyed them all. So this one is just icing on the cake. It does star our favorite heartthrob from The Hunger Games. He is the main dude in this TV show, so I am super duper excited about this. What's his real life name? I can't. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Miranda, did you mute yourself? I think she muted herself. So I'm just going to try to find this dude's name while I'm thinking about it. And it's fresh on my mind. He was in Hunger Games Catching Fire, I do believe. Not Liam Hemsworth. We're not going to mention his name. He has become the Jake Gyllenhaal of the internet over this past couple of days. For those that don't know, Miley Cyrus released her song Flowers Friday, and 
she annihilated him, and I'm here for it. Of course, I guess I could just look up Daisy Jones and the Six, and his name would be there. His name was Sam Claflin, and he played, uh, crap, what was his name in the Hunger Games, Miranda? Oh, my goodness. I can't remember now. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> but everyone knows who I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, he was in the Hunger Games, but he's going to be Finnick. His name was Finnick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's going to be the main dude in Daisy Jones and the Six. And I am here for that because that man is pretty to look at. His wife, I just looked him up. His wife is beautiful. Oh, he's married? <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, apparently this was an article from a few years ago in 2018. They were expecting a second child. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, good for them. Congratulations, you two very beautiful people. <laughs> Oh, and sadly, a year later, they split. Oh. Well, I'm very sorry, you two very beautiful people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so those. This is crazy. Anyway, (laughs) now I'm in a deep dive. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, those are my two anticipated. adaptations for this year i feel like i have should have some but sadly it sounds horrible i just don't i just don't have any this year well i kind of pulled a you and it made me realize um our friends james and susan came down this weekend and they were they kept asking me if i've watched this and i've watched that and i've done this and i've done that and i'm like no they're like bianca what have you been doing i was like reading They're like, how much have you been reading? I was like, don't ask questions you don't want answers to. (laughs) Well, if you really want answers to that, boys and girls, is to why Miranda has not even watched television shows that she normally likes. It's because last year she ended up rolling in with 96 books read. (laughs) Oh, I thought you broke triple digits. I didn't break triple digits. I was trying. I was so hard. And then I was like, can't go on. <laughs> I didn't break the triple digits. I was at 96. For short. For short. But 96, that's impressive. Let's do let's do math real quick. How many is that like? Let me do the math. <laughs> Calculator. So we have 365 so days a year. Yeah. There's, what, 56 weeks in a year? Yeah. But that's almost two a week. (laughs) Right? I'm an English major. I don't know math. I am an agriculture major, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah, 96 to... Never mind. I don't know. I'm not dividing anything. or. That's a lot of books, okay? (laughs) Okay. My goal was 50. I surpassed it. So this year. You almost doubled it. I can do that math. That is close to 100. That is close to 100. You're correct. It was four away. So this year I increased it to 60. My goal this year is 60. And how many have you already read? Seven. How many? Seven. (laughs) 
We are 15 days into 2023, <laughs> and you have read seven books. I was reading a book on the balcony while the catastrophe of bombs blazing and rockets red glare were going off in every direction around me as it turned midnight. <laughs> well, for those wondering, I am on book four for the year. <laughs> So I've four read three. Good. I'm on the fourth. Four is good. Four is good. Um, I, I read seven. Sent you guys a video of that. It literally, there was like everyone around me, and I'm not kidding. Full 360 circumference around my house was putting on like multi-million dollar. It seemed like fireworks shows at midnight on the first. <clears throat> it was a lot. <laughs> One house didn't stop till 4 a.m. Oh, no. That's a yeah. little much. Uh, and it wasn't like the da 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 and then stop. It was like, boom. And then you'd be like, oh, God. And you'd, like, have a small heart attack. And then you'd, like, okay, we're okay. And then uh, you'd get laid back down. Boom. And you're like, oh, Jesus, please take a Oh, wait, I just randomly remembered a book that I'm excited about that comes out this year, and I totally forgot about it until now. It is called Hello, everyone. Arch Conspirator by, uh, oh, what's her name? Mm, she did the Divergent series, Veronica Roth. Veronica Roth. Hmm. Yeah, we she does. Talking about her the other day. Yeah, I read one of her, I read a a collection she put out so i'll call it a book but it's a collection of short stories that she did they were most of them were like really really good I only i think there were two that i didn't really care for and there were six in there i think there were six short stories but i enjoyed them all and then of course i read the divergent series so i'm excited for arch conspirator hmm, cool but sorry for that little interruption <laughs> it just entered my brain oh, and fine. i needed to get it out so briefly, um, I wanted to really quickly talk about a positive thing I saw on TikTok that I actually sent you, and it was talking about, it was a video talking about let's not judge people, let's set a goal for ourselves this year, not judge people on how they read. Um, because like I even had a lady comment the other day, there's something that I'm on, one of the groups I'm in, something, I don't remember what it was, and I apologize, but they're like, how many books did you end up reading? And I commented, because everybody was commenting. And the one girl came in and was like, I don't feel like I should be here. Maybe somebody should take my reader card. I only finished 15. And I was like, stop. It doesn't matter how many you finished. You picked up a book or you listened to an audiobook, whatever your form is, and you read. You absorbed information and knowledge. I don't care if you only read one book last year or if you are surpassed me and read, because like my cousin read like what was it 150 something books last year I have another friend that read like 200 that is phenomenal too but that doesn't mean that the people that only read 15 are less so I would like every reader to set a goal for themselves to not be so judgmental about how other people read I also read a thing I know that you've met her a few times I don't think you guys are friends on Facebook or anything but my friend Janan um she used to come to get Girl brunch and she'd do different stuff at like Fanaticon and stuff. She's from Enterprise. 
I don't think I've met her. If you, if I have met her, I'm very sorry. But I'm terrible with people in passing. names. So. Um, but she posted a meme that I wish, and I may have saved it, but who knows where it's at on my phone at this point. Um, and she was talking about kind of the same thing, like not judging people based on their book choices. And it actually, I thought had, there was a few people that in her comments were like, I don't think that reading an audio book is, or an audio book is not reading or this or that. And that is highly debated. But I bring it up to say, I think everyone is different. It's like you said, you've tried audiobooks. It's not that that you think that they're not reading or anything like that. It's just your brain can't wrap it around it. it and maybe, maybe it has to do with the detail. How, like, maybe like so. Skip. Maybe, yeah, maybe since I can't skip through all that detail, I, I feel I get bogged down in it. I'm just like, okay, let's let's that move on with the plot sense. here. Right. And I am, am absorbing every minute of it because I feel like sometimes I've lost it. But what I want to encourage everyone to do, and it's okay if you disagree with me, but I am of the mind that audiobooks is reading because you're still absorbing it the same way as like, say you had a child and you read a book out loud to them. They still read that book. Like they could still go like when you were doing AR reading in school and your teacher read aloud like a chapter book to everybody. And at the end, everybody took the AR test. Well, you still absorbed that knowledge from the book. You still enjoyed that story. Correct. It's yes. so it's no different. Um, so one of my things is people are like, how do you finish so many books in a year? And I actually had someone be really negative to me about this. Then I've had other people be really positive. And for the longest time. I wouldn't even say that I read audiobooks. And I won't lie, for a long time I used to think audiobooks were for old people or were for people that old people that traveled um because I, for I used to work at a Cracker Barrel and for those that don't know Cracker Barrel used to be really big on you could rent audiobooks for them and the whole thing was like as you were traveling you would return it at one of the other Cracker Barrels. I didn't know that. Yeah, you could like buy it or you could you could get it from this one and on down the road you could, um, you know, trade it in for another one um, and just, you know, go on about your travels. And so I kind of always thought that audiobooks were for old people or people that traveled. And then I finally got like, I think someone gifted me an audible credit and my world was like, what is this? Um, and now that I, that I know that I, I just process things in a different manner, I think that has a lot to do with it. But I think we all need to stop, like, judging people for, like, what they read or how many they read or how they read. I will say my whole thing with how they read, don't criticize someone with how they consume something. Because my favorite analogy to use is just because a fish can't fly doesn't mean it's a bad fish. Exactly. Like, don't criticize someone for something that you may view they're doing it incorrectly. They're still consuming that media. Mm-hmm. That's That'd be like saying they, never mind, I'm not going to get into that. I'll get heated, and we don't want that on this podcast. That's what I love about you, is you're not like, I don't know, you. your love of books surpasses, like, how someone takes it in, basically. Like, you just want someone to enjoy books and reading and like for my son for example he loves to read but he it's 
hard for me to, to do this or it's hard for me. Like he, he was very interested in the Lord of the Rings and he was going to buy himself the complete box set and he ended up buying it because he liked how the editions the that he bought. It was more of like for the collector's viewpoint of them because yeah. it was like the embossed, like they're really pretty. Yeah. Um, but he also used three of his Audible credits to purchase the books because he's like, I don't have the attention span that requires to sit and read and like read the words, especially because it is pretty. I mean, if anybody's ever done Lord of the Rings, you know, some of those words are. I mean, it's a made up. There's a whole dictionary for his words. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole language in there that is yes. not English. <laughs> yes. And there is there is an entire dictionary for Tolkien's works, like if you want to understand it. So he's doing them on Audible. And I that also kind of spurned me wanting to say this because his brain just processes things differently and he can't always hold a book. And he prefers like mangas and graphic novels. Um, and he even even at 16, he still some like some of the more like Diary of a Wimpy Kid style. He doesn't like those specifically, but that style where there's like silly drawings in the in, like the margins and stuff. Yeah, because I think it's it's something else for him to like. He can kind of squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to encourage everyone because it seems to be a debate. And like everything anymore. And that's like how people read. And I and like that one girl, it kind of broke my heart when she was like, well, I've only read 15, so I should probably not be here. And I was like, no, don't let anyone ever make you feel that way. I don't care if it's audiobook, if it's this or that or I don't know. I the the thing I thought about I that I loved that I think Janan said this that she said so a person that reads braille would you tell them they're not reading exactly so they to the audiobooks because you know they need braille would you tell them they're not reading no you wouldn't <laughs> people get on my nerves sometimes I know so judgmental and don't get me wrong I I think we as humans all have a tendency to be judgmental or toxic right mm -hmm. but let's just if nothing else comes out of the craziness that is these first 15 days of the book world of 2023 let's just be kinder to each other <laughs> as Selena Gomez says kill them with kindness kill them with kindness so we're going to try to have a better year with that. Are there any books that you have completed or are really excited about that you would like to share with the boys and girls of the group today? Yes. If Goodreads can cooperate with me. <laughs> I know it, it keeps going down on like my computer too. Like, I don't know what is going on with them, but they're causing some problems tonight. Um, I will, but while I'm waiting on Goodreads to get its crap together, um, I did pick up one book from the library over break. Okay. It is called The Silent Patient Ooh, by Alex Michaelides, I think is how you pronounce his name. Michaelides. Um, but it will be my next read. I am super duper excited. So that probably means I will start it tonight because I'm going to finish the appeal tonight. Um, and then I, of course, went to our favorite bookstore and I picked up two books because they had a half off all hardcover sale. So this mm. one is a hardcover. We don't want to talk about that. I got left out of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm a little bitter about that one right now. I, I don't blame you. You should be bitter. <sighs> they made me and a lot of the book world angry on the first day of the year. 
So for those that don't know, normally Barnes and Noble on the first couple of days of the year, they have a half off hardcover sale among other sales, but the half off hardcover is like the big one. And it's all and, in stores. It's all hardcovers. And then online, it's a specific set of hardcovers, which is a little unfair, but I guess I get it. I guess I get it. As they probably have to keep certain ones in stock right right and i'm sure publishers pay to have their books part of that promotion as well to get their authors out there right. so i get it is it fair no but for some reason this year they did not include that with the online sale no well okay so they did at first like I oh they did the website well here's what happened i went to the website it said it was happening like click on it uh, thinking, 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 loading, 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 and then like put the stuff in my cart and boom, no, it's not on sale. And this, I thought it was me. I thought I had done something wrong or read something wrong. And I just said, forget it because number one, for me to order from Barnes and Noble, I also have to be patient because it has to come to my military address, not my German address. So it takes like three weeks, four weeks. I think the last year when I ordered from them, because they did, they did offer several things at 50% off. I think I spent less than a hundred and you and I were comparing like how much do we spend, but it took me like a month and a half to get all my books. But this year said it was going to happen. I clicked on it, put my stuff in cart, waited, 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 waited. And then like it was all full price. And I was like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so I like backed out and then thought I misunderstood something. And then there's a book group I'm on. I'm in on Facebook and there was just threads and threads and threads of people asking, did this also happen to you? Did this happen to you? Was this like, and so I don't know what happened, but Barnes kind of pulled the rug out from under everybody and was like, just kidding. So yeah, if you got to go to the store, congratulations. <laughs> Sorry to bring out your anger again, Miranda. <laughs> okay, it's okay. <laughs> With that being said, I picked up Ithaca by Claire North. Um, it's another Greek retelling. Um, I don't know why. I've just been kind of in the mood for the Greek retellings over the past, I'll say, couple of years. They've gotten really big. <clears throat> so I will be part of that audience. They've gotten really good because I also just bought a Greek retelling the other day. Okay. But this one's about Penelope. It's just they got good or better. This one's about Penelope. Um, for those who don't know, she was married to Odysseus. So I'm excited to read about that. And then I also bought the viral book, Cain's Jawbone. Oh it's gosh, the one. It's the one where you um, you're meant to tear out the pages because the pages you are printed. Are supposed to dismantle it. Yes. Um, but you tear out the pages and you try to figure out the correct order of the book. Um, I have not begun my journey on that yet, but it is here but and waiting for me. Did you know, because there were so many people that did not want to mental the book because they were struggling with it like I was. And then for a while, if you remember, it was out of print because thanks to the Panini and the TikTok combined, basically, I couldn't find this book anywhere. It, it was sold out again. Yeah. Because people had time, right? So somebody has made set of cards like large like playing card material but large obviously because there's writing on it and it's so that you can like 
pin them to a murder board and move them around and slide them around on a table because that's what you're going to be doing a lot of. So it's all of the book on these cards that you don't have to dismantle the book or buy multiple books. Because I had another girl say that she had to buy two books, one so she could read and one so she could place where she thought the pages went as she was reading. So there's a set of cards for it now. And I was like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll find the link and send it to you. I want to say they're like, I do want to say they're like $35 with shipping. But the fact oh, that you could no. really do this, <laughs> kind of turn it into like a game with your friends. Well, it's not a book, though, that you're taking apart. Like, I feel like, because I would pay $35 for a board game, right? So Yeah, but the, the book I'm supposed this. to dismantle was only $12. <laughs> right, but now I don't have to. And now it's not book pages that if they get wet, they're ruined or... Yeah. It like makes it if you really if you want if you want if you're one of those people like weird me that is like wait. In my head I want a murder board with the lines and the ah. <laughs> <laughs> You want to be the meme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I want to be. Give let me have that, okay? Okay. Well, are there any books that you have recently acquired you want to mention? So, book that I finished that I would like to mention um, is When Women Were Dragons. I think I mentioned that I might read this or was going to read this. So, it's for the local book club that I decided to take part in. Um, and it was our first book for the year. We don't actually have the for it until 2020 the 23rd I was trying to think I was like the 20 what I don't think we have it until later this month but it's a kind of feminist tale that I am totally here for and it sets place in the 1950s so it's historical fiction because it's dragons um but this the way you read it it makes you feel like dragons really could have been if that makes sense like it this could have happened. Um, so it takes place in the 1950s. It's the first adult novel by um, Alex Green. She wrote The Girl Who Drank the Moon, which is just so beautifully written. It's considered, I think Girl Who Drank the Moon was considered middle grade. Um, Wait, it's I, thought, well written. I thought Kelly Barnhill wrote When Women Were Dragons. Oh, yeah, sorry. Alex Green is the is the character. Sorry. Okay. Um, my brain was jumbling. Yeah, it's Kelly Barnhill, um, but the character is Alex Green. So she's the main character of the book, and uh, she's a young girl when it starts. And it's basically, uh, it's it's 1950s. Um, and then and one of the most main events or biggest events happens. It's the mass dragoning of 1955. And that's when hundreds of thousands of ordinary wives, mothers, sprout wings, scales, and talons. Um, from the synopsis, I was led to believe that it was just like mothers and wives, but oh, it was just like women. Uh, what I loved about this book it is it's inclusive, and it even talks at one point about like there were all kinds of women that were were taken or mass dragoned rather. Um, so like maybe they weren't born woman, but they're a woman. Um, so I thought it was really nice that she included everyone. And then I was reading some backlash and controversy from a few people that were like, she doesn't include this or she doesn't include that. But she talks about like all this all black brigade of uh, female workers, because you have to also imagine like a war had just ended. So there's a lot of history 
that happens in here. And she talks about different things that are erupting um, and taking place. And it's just like the tyranny that unfolds when this young girl, Alex, um, essentially her aunt dragons, her mother does not. Um, you will quickly hate her father. But later down the road, you kind of feel for him in a little bit of a way. It doesn't excuse what he did. Um, but I think there are parts of this that I, I don't remember if I messaged you or not. I think I did and was vague in our book um, TikTok, or not TikTok, book Marco that we have. And I said that there were parts that made me so seethingly angry. And yeah, I, I remember that. Saddingly, yeah, I don't think that's the word I'm trying to use. Um, but it's because realistically, that's how women and minorities were treated. 1955. And I think that made me the maddest. And it wasn't at the author. It was at the fact that that mm -hmm. part was real. That, that that part was an accurate representation of something. What I think I loved so much about this book is it's just set in the everyday world. That's what made it so believable. And so um, there's a girl that wrote a great review for her blog that I read. And I, I resonated with her so much when I was reading her review because she, like me, one of her things is it's set in a world that we all know um, because we may obviously, none of us were alive in the 50s, but we have parents and grandparents that were. We weren't, we're not that far removed from 1955. Um, and in some ways that's unfortunate, but in the manner of reading the story, because we know things, we've seen pictures, we've seen video, you know, of 1955 um, and, and just those time period in general, because we go all the way up to like this, I think it's in the 70s at one point. So like those are things or eras we're all familiar with. Um, and I think that's what made in turn ended up making this book kind of like so wonderful. Um, and then there's it's got dragons for heaven's sake. It's fantastic. <laughs> and at one point she's talking about her her you know, because the dragons happen and they all disappear. Um, but then, like, at one point, they reappear. And I don't think that spoils the book at any point. But it, they reappear. And this one dragon is sitting there putting things in her purse and putting her lipstick on. But she's a freaking dragon! <laughs> like, and they're just having a conversation like she was still human. Um, I think it's a phenomenal book. I think it represents a lot of people. Um, and maybe... She would have gone in more depth um, about different things of color and transgender and stuff. But I think she also knew <clears throat> as the author, I'm not the person to speak on their behalf, but I can't not include them, if that makes sense. And someone may disagree with me, but I felt that that was very important that she included multiple different people um, or, and types of people and different because like you're watching Alec struggle and you hear about her heritage but she wouldn't have been the only one. There would have been people that would have also very, very much struggled in that time period. I highly recommended it, though. I have some friends that have chosen not to read it. But I ended up walking out of there giving it five stars. Woo! A five-star read already of the year. Wait, was that this yeah. year or last year? No, nope, I finished. That was this year. I didn't even start okay. it until this year because I was sticking <clears throat> to, to my winter cozy or my winter Christmas like reads gotcha um but I did it was phenomenal um I 
did buy a couple the other day. I think I sent you guys a picture of them. I don't know. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Caden and I went and made our own trip to the <laughs> the bookstore that we have near us that has English book. Um, I was very pleased. The one I wanted to mention, I picked it up for two reasons. One, <clears throat> if you guys remember last year, my favorite book, one of my favorite books, Bianca and I went through them, ended up being a book called Horror Hotel. And it's from a um, company called Underline Press. Well, when I went to this bookstore, which is actually where I purchased that book at, they had um, from the same publisher, and it's the same book style, Bianca. It does the floppy flop. <laughs> you know, now that we have an Instagram, we should share that video of the girl with the book. Yeah, if you can find and it, send it to like, me and I'll repost it. I can absolutely find it. That would take me a second, but I can without a doubt. I follow her now because of that video. Like, phenomenal. Um, but Bianca and I have a preferred book type, like like physical, like how it feels. Bianca's a hardback girl. I'm the one that I want the book that when you hold it, it kind of flops. And the best ones I know to tell everyone because they're mainstream are the paperback big versions of Game of Thrones, where when you pick it up, it just goes, Floop. <laughs> that's my favorite. So I want you text- saying floop to be like the sound effect for when someone texts me or something. That's perfect. I think that should be our outro from, from now on. Like it should end up with us saying goodbye. And it goes me going, floop. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, make that happen. <laughs> Andy, record that little bit. Make it happen. Um, so I bought this book. Because one, it's from Underline Press. And I was like, well, they impressed me with Horror Hotel and their ability to choose authors for their company. Two, it is another horror YA. Three, it is a floop. It is a floop. So it's called Frightmares by Eva V. Gibson. Frightmares. Yep, all one word. Oh, I got it. And I won't lie, didn't even read the synopsis. I saw from where it was at on the shelf that it was from that company, and I slid it out, and I could tell it was the floppy one. And the cover like, of this book is nightmare <laughs> material. It is no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. No, get that. I'm exiting that it, off my screen you can right exit now. That off your screen. So it's like this Jack in the Box with this weird, like almost detached clown head coming up out of the Jack in the Box. But it um, looks like it's, it's in like a freaky basement. Well, because the synopsis of this book is. In a Florida tourist trap, a summer acting job turns into a real life horror show when a cast member turns up dead, then disappears. This nail-biting story is perfect for fans of Fear Street. Dave is spending his final summer before college working at Frightmere's House of Horrors, a struggling haunted house attraction held together by malfunctioning killer clown mannequins, a cheap Rickleba and an Annabelle ball, and a lot of improvising. After a particularly disastrous shift ends and employee walkout, Dave reluctantly takes over a role for his friend. However, he makes a horrifying discovery. A real dead body hidden on the set. But when Dave returns with help, the body is gone. Through the killer, though the killer covered the tracks, Dave realizes they must know what he saw. Could he be their next target? 
you had me. You said it was for a fan of Fair Street. I grew up on that. I thrive on that. <laughs> All you have to do is tell someone that was a teenager in the 90s or even the late 80s. I got a Fear Street S book. And we'd be like, sold. Money. <laughs> I am happy that you're happy. Thank you. The cover is a little. But <laughs> it says if you liked Horror Hotel, then you will like this book. And it's not very long. It's only 288 pages. So. Oh, that's a good one. That's short. Yeah. I like those 288 to 320s because they're reasonable. They're not like. I do have some books that are only like 160. Those are also pretty nice. But that's the sweet spot for me. That like 250, 300 page range. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. As much as I'm a fan of Sarah J. Moss, her tones make she my head She has a lot hurt. of words to say. She has a lot of words to say. A lot. Um, I finally got my Goodreads to load. So did you have any more you wanted to mention? Um, let me see. Well, I'll just briefly mention that I did finish um, from our beloved queen. Don't hate me, everyone. Don't come for me like people have been coming for her. But I read It Starts With Us, which is It Ends With Us number two. And It Ends With Us is a book that I, even though the content is heavy, I really enjoyed the book. And I think I gave it five stars back when I read it. But I read It Starts With Us. <clears throat> and I gave it three stars. I'm honestly with you. Um, I think I, you gave it more. I will. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I know I didn't give it five stars. If I did, I don't know what I was thinking. If you um, did, you probably didn't mean to because it is. It is easy to accidentally give five when you mean four and four when you mean three on Goodreads. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but I didn't mean you're not part of this group I'm going to talk about, but um, I'm part yeah. of another friend group. And one of them still has not read it. And the other three of us have. And we're all Colleen Hoover fans. But the three of us that have read it all agreed that this wasn't necessarily a story that needed to be told. I think it would have been just fine without it. Or. Yes maybe a novella and take some of it out yes because it was we just... were we were all perfectly happy with the ending of it ends with us like it ended i won't say yeah. like happily no and i think that's what i liked about the book is it wasn't perfect it wasn't tied up in a perfect little bow in a box when it was done there was still but a lot that of... was it went with the story so it felt complete yeah. Like, it was a complete yeah. story. It, and this one, it did give you the nice little bow and everything. I was just like, mm, I didn't I need this in my life. People clamored for this. Like, she wrote it because so many people were asking for it. Now, did she do a wonderful job writing it? Absolutely. Does Colleen Hoover give you some, like, two-line sentences in her books that are really thought-provoking and make you stop? Like, Atlas has some things to say. Every now and then he spurts out some knowledge that you just stop and go, I needed that. But yeah. I didn't think this needed to be told. No, I'm with you. I just didn't think it needed to be done. <laughs> it's like when you read a book and then go epilogue. And then there she was holding a sweet baby. And you're like, ah, <laughs> not the baby trope. 
well, I mean, everybody was like, oh, you just don't like, no, I'm a mom. I get it. I, I think babies are great if you want them. That's fantastic. If you don't want them, that's fantastic. What I hate is when it's like you finish this whole story, everything's complete. I hate this whole idea that for the story to be complete and the couple to be happy in the epilogue, they have to have a baby. Especially yeah. if you just spent 300 pages talking about how you don't want babies. Yeah. So it was like that. And I'm not saying that is what happens because that is not what happens. But it was it was like that where it made me feel like, are you kidding me? I don't know. I'm sorry, Colleen. You're never going to hear this. But if you hear this, I, I don't know. I also felt like I possibly could have read this book without have read read. The read the could have read this without having read the first one because yeah, she I does, agree because it felt very disjointed from it ends with us she does reference a few things like she references back to the like oh when she went through this or oh when they went through that um but it was just odd it was just odd and and ryle got me riled up all over again so i i'm sorry but i gave it three stars it just wasn't happening for me. And I felt bad because so much is going wrong for Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well. <clears throat> there's that to say. Um, so, yeah, that's the book I bought. That's the other one I finished. What else did I get? I got something the other day. I was like, I can tell the people about that. Now I don't remember. Oh, I will say the Colleen Hoover, It Starts With Us, I think I sent you a I sent you a screenshot of a story from Colleen's sister, who I'm friends with, um, where she had screenshotted a story from Instagram that belonged to Kylie Jenner. Apparently, she was reading It Starts With Us. Oh, yeah. I remember you sent that to me. I don't know. I don't know why, because at the end of the day, celebrities are just like us they're just people and they have hobbies like we do too but like I don't know why I find it intriguing when um a celebrity is really into something that I'm into as well I don't know I'm like wait what <laughs> it makes you feel like you influence them somehow well it makes me feel like I don't know growing up I'm sure you were felt made to feel the same where like reading was like oh my god you're just reading again Ugh. And now you're seeing so many people that are like really big celebrities or like really pretty popular people or um, and, and they're like, oh, I love to read. And people stop for a minute and they're like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, where were you when I was in high school getting picked up? For where were you 20 years ago? <laughs> right. Over 20 years ago. <laughs> My high school reunion for 20 years is this year. Uh... Okay, well, while Miranda has another existential crisis, I'm going to go over. <laughs> I'm going to go over um, a couple of the books that I read now that Goodreads has decided to be okay. Yeah. Um, I ended the year with a five star read. Ooh, I started, you ended. What you got? The Maid by Nita Prose. I have heard excellent things about this book. Y'all, I read this book, I did the math. In less than five hours. How many pages? 304. Not bad. Not bad. I started it, and then I had to cook dinner, and then I took a shower, and then I finished it. 
So what I liked about this book, and tell me since you've read it, I was reading the like synopsis, and it sounds like that one of the characters of this book is most quite definitely neurodivergent. Says she struggles oh, with social skills, definitely reads intentions of others. Definitely. I think that's why I liked it so much is because it's told from the point of view of a maid and she is okay. definitely it's not like she's not diagnosed or anything, but she is definitely neurodivergent. She is on the spectrum like and even all of the characters around her notice how different she is and they have to treat her with that difference in mind. Okay. And that's part of what gets her in trouble is that she doesn't get social cues. She doesn't understand how to act in certain situations because she's never been taught that. And she gets herself into trouble. Well, her brain just doesn't even comprehend, even if you've been taught that a thousand times. Your yeah, like, no. That doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? But this book, it messed with my brain. It was just another verity. I swear it was another it's verity. Killer, correct? Yes. It is a murder mystery. Okay. But highly recommend. I gave it five stars. It takes a lot for me to give a book five stars. So Same. read it should, as soon as you can. We should probably do a little thing again because you and I rate pretty evenly. Like the way that we rate, like what's a one, two, three, four, and five. We should probably do a little, um, not meme. That's what everybody says now, but like a little graphic to remind everyone um, that way when they're coming later or if you're new here and you've never heard us explain that, uh, we should probably do a little graphic for everybody to be like, this is what five stars means. This is what four stars means. Yeah, probably. That'd probably be helpful for the yeah. people. Because we, we, we've talked about this, I think, in the one of our first or second episodes that we that we did is um, our four star is pretty this pretty much the same five star is also pretty much the same so just to to remind you four and five star four star usually means we really loved it we probably have a personal copy on our shelves we'll tell people about it but we maybe not necessarily read it again but we highly enjoyed it um five stars we're gonna tell everybody about it we're gonna buy you a copy as a gift we have it probably in multiple formats yeah five stars is like creme de la creme four we still loved it it just wasn't quite five stars. <laughs> so my most popular ratings are between three and four stars. I really like, um, I know we mentioned Goodreads, but I like the app Literal because I can give like three and a half stars. Yes. Or I can give four and a half stars. Those half stars count. Half That's why I do use yeah. Literal. I wish you could do half stars on Goodreads because I probably would have given It Starts With Us three and a half stars. Yeah. Honestly, I give a lot of things four stars. Most all the books I read get a four, unless I just did not like it. As a, I'm, I'm probably pretty even split between three and four stars. Because I mean, for gonna, me, for me, three is still, it was still a good book, but I might not just recommend it to everybody. Yeah, three was like something in it kept me going and I enjoyed it. But I have a weird thing about DNFing that you will DNF a book. I won't. Like, no, I don't know. It's some, I, don't, it's, I don't DNF either. It's the completionist in me. I can't. Yeah. Like, I've already put in like however many hours to read that. I can't, I can't just not read it. So then I just read it. I also feel like it's a disservice to say, oh, I DNF'd. So I'm giving this one or two stars because I've read books where, like, I've gotten halfway through it and been like, 
this might be the time I DNF. And then I keep reading and I'm like, oh, wait. It just needed a minute. Yeah. But yeah. But with all that said, please go read The Maid by Nita Prose. Oh, for sure. It was so, so good. Do you I was have messaging. I was messaging my friend Sabrina. She read The Maid last year for a book club she's a part of. Uh-huh. And I sent her a picture. I was like, I'm finally reading it. She was like, yes. And so then I, I messaged Hope her. And like, I are the only ones in our group that we share together that haven't read it then? Yeah, I think so. I don't think Hope's read it either. Well, I'm going to get on that one. My TBR, and I'm sure everyone that is listening to this podcast agrees, my TBR is just growing and growing. Yeah. Do you have any others um, since your Goodreads pull up that you'd like to share with anybody? Everybody? Um, not that I want to share just because we're starting to get a little a little long now. But I will say yeah. if you're just interested in what we're reading, go follow me on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just Bianca Jemerson on there, which I have discovered that it's very hard to add anyone on the app. I've had to it do is. it on the computer the past yeah. few times. So if it's not working on the app. Try it on the website. Oh, I am at Style and Freak. Sorry, on Goodreads. It it does say my name is Bianca, but it says my handle is Style and Freak. Okay, I'll get mine. I think I'm just Miranda Barthold. I think very honestly, um, that's another thing that we can link um, on our. I'll make us a link tree because it's very hard to put a ton of links um, on Instagram. But if you make a link tree, I will make us a link tree that will take you directly to Bianca's Goodreads, directly to my Goodreads. Um, and then anything else we might want to share with you guys in the future that there's a link for. Yes. But speaking of social media, um, like we said earlier, you can follow us on Instagram. Now we mm-hmm. are, um, bells with books podcast. You can look us up there. Yep. Um, you can also find my personal page on Instagram. I am mm-hmm. at style and freak there as well. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Which I think I changed my TikTok handle. Let me double check that while I'm thinking about it. Because I say, yes, I'm now at Style and Freak on TikTok. So I'm being I, consistent yeah. now. I think you changed it because of con- you were like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think you were trying to be mm-hmm. consistent. So um, obviously, I want to remind you guys really quickly about the Place to Be Nation group that we have on Face to Be. Uh, face to Be. <laughs> place to be group on facebook if you are there um it is for everybody and anybody it's not just the podcasters that are part of the place to be nation family but it is also our listeners and you are welcome to join um if you would like to do so you may um of course you can as bianca said follow us together on social media on instagram now we may open that up to other avenues later but right now instagram seems like the best fit for us um i am there at moms and nerds um, that's not my actual handle, but if you type it in because of consistency, I am the first one that pops up. Um, and the same on TikTok. My handle is actually at Mom's Nerd. I would, of course, love to hear from you guys on any of the books that we mentioned today. Did you love them? Did you hate them? How do you feel about the current controversies going on? You can, of course, now message us at that lovely Instagram. It'll most likely be Bianca answering you, but maybe I will, too. <laughs> Um, if you ask a question for Miranda, I will screenshot it and be like, answer this, please. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that, yeah, no, just send the general like questions or anything you have. And her and I will um, definitely answer them together. We talk to each other enough that that will be taking place. And if there's maybe a book that you feel is not on our radar, 
you really want us to know about it, send that recommendation as well. Doesn't mean that we will absolutely read it or get to it, but we absolutely encourage recommendations. Why else would they be here if we weren't giving recommendations? But with all that to be said, and all the craziness that has already happened in 2023, it's only 15 days in. Let's take it all with a bit of grace, deep breath, a nice warm cup of tea, and your favorite book. And until then, keep reading.